0: This is the Voice
1: of Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Jay (sighs) Banky. We can all breathe a big sigh of relief around the city of Cleveland tonight. No matter what this team goes through, under this new franchise or organization and front office, it just seems like when the Browns' backs are truly against a wall, they find a way to answer every single call and do what they are least expected to do. And today, they did just that by beating the Cincinnati Bengals, taking care of the opening round of the Battle of Ohio, 41-16 to down I-71 at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati today. And the Browns get back to above 500 at 5-4, five It feels so good knowing we have a Victory Monday coming for us after the crap of a week. I won't use the same words as Baker Mayfield, because that's not the type of language we use on this show. But after the crap week we went through, it feels good coming into a post-game show after a Browns win. And with that, welcome to your Big Play Network Browns post-game show here, known as the Voice of the Land. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold, alongside me as always... It is always positive. Oh, Jay. Very positive
2: today, my friend. Very, very positive today. Um, like last week. But yeah, <laughs> it's a big bounce back.
1: Big bounce back for the Browns. And also with a smile on his face that you can't see because he's behind that proverbial glass. That is our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup. As we said, the voice of the land. We are brought to you by Vector Technical. The right person, the right job, the first time. And DP Construction, LLC. Reach out to them for all your concrete construction needs. The phone number, 330-217-4999. That's 330-217-4999. Tyler LaFrada and Uncle Steve, big Browns fans. I'm sure, just like the rest of us, they are all excited tonight. And we thank them them and Vector Technical for sponsoring us. And, of course, not, not only are we on the Big Play Network, but we are partnered with LPV Productions to bring you your Browns post-game coverage, the only one that you need. I, I know that there's plenty of others, but sometimes you just got to toot your own horn, horn. When you're feeling so good, you just got to have those shameless plugs.
2: I mean, why settle when we got the best one right here? I know. You
1: know? There, there's none better than this one right here. No, no. And we just keep getting better every single week. So it is good to be back with you guys this week. I know I wasn't here last week, you know, kind of taking care of family. Things are better on the right track. Got a chance to actually uh, watch the game with Grandpa today, so that was uh, very meaningful. Got to watch some Cavs games and Browns today, and watching the Cleveland teams win with family and just kind of putting family first is always most important. But the thing that's on everybody's minds right now is the Browns win. Browns win forty one to sixteen. W
2: there, huge W.
1: Huge W. After, like we said, a week that this team went through a lot, and I, we all know where it started. The Browns are moving on, so we're going to kind of move on. We may, you know, we'll talk a, maybe a little bit of Odell Beckham Jr., but it, it really is time to move on. And this win, galvanizing win, as Kevin Stefanski called it. Is that type of stepping stone forward for this Browns team to try to piece together week to week one and oh weeks here moving forward before you get into your bye week? If you want a chance at the playoffs, every single week you gotta play as desperate as this team did today. Jay, your thoughts on this team and the energy, the effort, the just the performance that they brought out there in Cincinnati tonight.
2: It was a complete team win today like special teams you did your job defense hell of a game got the turnovers i asked for on our friends podcast the dog stable we offense you scored 41 points i mean come on what else do we want from this team after this week like i, I said on their show like i had the weirdest feeling I'm like everything like you said everything's against us we're gonna ball out and just destroy the Bengals. and sure enough that's exactly what we did in this joe burrows not superman is, is this no. true?
1: I mean I can I can check the uh, I can check the the comic book strip or the the tape on that, but uh, no, the last time I checked, Clark Kent was the one that was kind of you know hiding him his true identity of Superman uh, at the Daily uh, Planet. Uh, mm-hmm. so, Would you look at that? You know, um, so there, there's there's much more than kryptonite that can beat Joe Burrow, but still. Love for Joe Burrow when we're not going against him. He's an Ohio kid. He's from Athens, Ohio. So trying to do good in in the state, but for the wrong team. Joe, let's just let's just say you know it's the queen. I mean, it, the
2: only time I root for the Bengals to win is when they're playing either the Ravens or the Steelers. To be honest.
1: Yeah, and now if now if they're going to be a good team that you you know you're going to have these battles with, you got to play them again. So we're not going to we're not going to go with the uh, the the trash talk too much against Bengals fans just yet, but. Again, you had to get this win. There was no way around it. You could not drop to 4 and 5.
2: I mean, Th- could you imagine the narrative of the media right now if we would have lost? Oh my god, they would have just bombarded us with all the ne- negativity that we couldn't even handle.
1: And we all know that there's going to be those those media outlets, those media personalities that are going to find a way, find something to fit their narrative to go against individual players. Oh, well,
2: yeah, of course everyone there's one so- or a couple of those here and there
1: or this team, but that doesn't matter because we're here to give you reality. And reality is this team had to win. They could not lay, lay down, come out flat. Like they did against the Steelers. They could not have one of these performances and allow the excuses of the distractions of all field stuff. This week have play in any sort of role. You had to win this game.
2: You couldn't fall behind everyone else in this division. Everyone right now has one loss. Hopefully Pittsburgh gets another one tonight. But right now everyone's got one loss.
1: And you look around the entire AFC, there's a lot of divisional races that are up for grabs still about halfway through, just past the halfway point of course, now 17 games. We're at week 9 this is of 18, so we're kind of at that halfway point. You're 5 and 4. And you know, you're going to enjoy this for 24 hours and we're not going to kind of look past this game and, and do what Kevin Stefanski and this team does they try to you know you know on to the next one it's a good mentality to have we're going to enjoy this one but we will look at how this team can maybe start to piece another win streak together off of this one cuz it's nice when your backs are against the wall but when you peel them off just a little bit it'd be nice to take a few steps away from that wall instead of continuing to find a way to backtrack and get right back stuck to that wall. Peter, I know you were you were watching the game as well and you know with your son and everything and it, it just it had that feeling of must win desperation that a Browns team finally fulfilled. We've had these conversations before when the team needed to win games, needed to look desperate, the the more desperate team on the field. They well, finally did that.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, going into the game, you know, definitely felt like this was a must win. We, you know, we were listening to uh, TAM, and they were doing their, they were going through the whole the whole league, doing their predictions, and then, you know, they end with the Browns, and they're, like, giving their, their takes on it. And I think the line over under for points was, like, 47. And, you know, all, they were all kind of, like, you know, Browns, 28, you know, 21, you know, the or a couple of them picked the the Bengals to win, you know, but they are all looking at a much high, you know, a higher scoring game, but much, a much more even game. And I was, you know, the first drive by the Bengals, I was like, okay, you know, we got to, we're not stopping them, but if we can score and keep it even, and man, that interception. Oh, that was... Uh
2: awesome. I was going nuts
3: in my house. Well, yeah. Oh and, man. And the, I was the, going nuts. Fic- I'm sure I'm shocked. My neighbors didn't call the cops on me. <laughs> well, I had to be
1: careful in the hospital. Cause you started screaming <laughs> in the hospital. Then, right. Right. You know? yeah,
3: the nurses come running. Uh, well then I was, you know, the, and even though we didn't really stop them when they got the ball back and they tied it up at seven, I, I didn't really, I wasn't concerned, you know, because the first quarter was almost, you know, there's like what, f- maybe four minutes, four and a half minutes left mm-hmm. in the first quarter. And I'm like, we're just getting the ball. Our offense is just getting the ball, and you know, they just seem to be pretty much in control. And so I wasn't. It, this was not a game where I was like sweating it. I really wanted to, you know. I was happy the defense really, you know, show they showed up. The defense really showed up. Oh, the, they had the a backs, hell of a game. The defensive back showed up.
1: And it's as close to a complete game as we've seen. Now there are plenty of things for this team to still have that or coach and this coaching staff to play on the level of desperation with this team getting field goals when your defense sets you up close to if not inside the red zone that's not going to work every single game you're not going to win those games if you're settling for three instead of scoring seven you can't line up offside like not not only did they not did they jump offsides they were lined up off-sides and just stayed there. They didn't even try I mean, to get back. And that was three times on the first drive.
3: That one, that one on Clowney. I
1: mean, oh, I, he I, was I, way offside. I was like, "Oh, was what like... happened here?
3: What kind of bad calls is?" I'm like, "All right, oh, ref, yeah, that, this yeah. one was not a bad call. This <laughs> that, was pretty yeah, offsides." The one call that I was really ticked at was that late. Um, the rough, late flag, roughing the yeah, passer, because that. They even said, like, oh, I think that came from New York. Like,
2: are you just allowed to get that happen now? I didn't know that was a thing now, but against the Browns it is. Now, if that's Baker Mayfield, they don't Uh, throw the flag at all. No, no, no. They actually might flag Baker Mayfield. No, no. You got in the way of the defender.
1: I mean, the referee might step aside for, like, word from New York, and the the guy in the the headset will be like, oh, that was Baker. uh, Guys, that was Baker Mayfield, so we cannot call any sort of pass. uh, Try to throw the 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 flag
2: at him directly, Uh, please.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so... yeah, there was calls that were kind of questionable in this one, and then, but also the penalties still mount for this team. So yeah. there's there's levels of discipline and desperation for this coaching staff to still play on. But in a game like this, that's when you want those types of conversations to be had once you go into film because you get all excited. You're you're on the road home, you know. You get to enjoy it tonight. You're you're only down in Cincinnati, and I'm sure I think that they f- would fly still to Cincinnati, right? Probably. So you still get home. You still can, you know, be in your you know, bed tonight at a decent hour. You can relax and enjoy it. Go to film tomorrow. Enjoy it for 24 hours. Take your general day off Tuesday, which is kind of your community day for the Browns, as we've always seen, and then come back to work on Wednesday ready to go because you know what needs to be worked on, but you know what needs to be repeated for the next game too
2: you're figuring out what's working for you you're getting your identity of the team but like you said you still got so much you can work on that's awesome there's nothing wrong with that no and I... like i i hate those dumb penalties they drive me nuts they're costly timely penalties we just don't need them if we cut those out we're even going to be that much better oh yeah
3: i mean there are a couple that there's a the one face mask penalty and it's like sometimes i think those are ticky tacky because and I, I was hoping to see a replay of it only because it, it felt like it was one of those where the guy's hand, you know, brushed against the face mask and they threw it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you grab the face mask and you jerk the guy's head halfway yeah. off of his body, then yeah, you should get a flag for that. But some of these, you know, they're trying to tackle them around the shoulders and they, and they just graze the face mask and it's a 15 hour penalty. It's like, come on. Yeah. It- Again, as close to a complete game as possible. We're,
1: You know, questionable calls come in. You don't have to – you took care of that. That's not – you don't have that as an excuse. Nobody was going to – if they lost this game, all excuses that were being made were out the window. You, Just like the media personalities are going to find a way to fit some sort of narrative for themselves, if the Browns were lost, they would have tried to find a way to make excuses for Baker, for the defense, for whatever – or then there would be the people fighting them that are all the way against Baker, all the way against this team, even though they say they're Browns fans. Uh, that stays in the Twitterverse. What is reality is what we watched on television today.
2: They beat down the Bengals, man. That wasn't even
1: close. It was a beatdown. They mollywopped them, dude. Exactly what they needed. That's why the title of the show tonight is what it is. The win we all needed. It was
2: therapeutic. After
1: after after all the bull crap and it was bull crap, whether whoever's whosever side, you are on. It's just, it is so much back and forth so much. This person's got this opinion. Steve Smith is, you know, basically trying to talk trash to Baker. Well, Steve field. Smith
2: is just going to defend wide receivers. I don't I, care what he's going to
1: say. I know. And you got quarterbacks defending the quarterback. You got wide receivers, defending the wide receiver. You got, Uh, this side of Brown's Twitter saying this, this side of Brown's Twitter saying that, this person this, this person that. I tried to just tune it all out myself, turned on the game, sitting next to family, just took a deep breath and said, they got to go win this. This is on them. Let's see what kind of cojones they have. And boy, did they show the cojones today and take care of business now you need to build on this win. But we will break this game down in more detail on the other side of our first break of the night. We'll kind of go into some of those individual plays. The, of course, Denzel Ward opening pick six, 99 yards and more. We'll get into all of those, our big play and big play player of the games. And later on, we will have another Tales of Tailgating. That is all ahead here on The Voice of Land, your big play network. Brown's Post Game Show. We'll be right back after these short messages.
4: Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com.
1: Welcome back to your Browns Post Game Show here on the Big Play Network. This is the voice of the land and... We are reveling in a Browns beatdown of the Bengals earlier today, forty-one to sixteen, and a game that got started with fireworks early. Denzel Ward picking off Joe Burrow at the goal line. Who day?
2: Denzel Ward. Who day? That's who day days.
1: That's that's <laughs> o- that's Ohio State crime right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is former teammates. Denzel Ward kind of knowing tendencies, also doing his film study. If you saw the way that Jim Nance and Tony Romo broke that play down, what uh, Jamar Chase, who has been on fire this season as a rookie, so to have that secondary so healthy today but also playing the way we expected them to play with the emphasis that this front office put on their defense and defensive secondary this offseason, to see that, that kind of play out of them, we know Denzel Ward is a great corner. He hasn't shown it this year. He, he's had the questions about his play just like anybody else on this team being average at 4-4 four four coming into the day. He, he answered the bell just like the Browns answered it, and to have that film study, Jamar Chase likes to have that in-breaking route, and guys' corners like to kind of cut off that slant route inside, and he finds a way to plant his foot in the ground, cut back out to that far pylon or near pylon, and it's wide open usually. Denzel Ward didn't do that. All he had to do was just stay with him, keep his feet, undercut the route, and he was gone up the sideline, kind of broke, uh, you know, kind of. showed that
2: speed, that sho- track speed he has.
1: Showed that speed and kind of, you know, almost uh, took Joe Burrow out of his, oh, out my of his God. shoes on the cut back his, inside.
2: I feel bad for his ankles. Are they? Have they healed yet?
1: I'm sure they he have. he
2: broke them bad. I mean, and like... it he was rolling on the ground, and I had to watch replay on Twitter, like, five times in a row. I'm just laughing. do <laughs> <Like>, I mean,
1: <laughs> if Joe Burrow was going to make the play on that, I was hoping he would just kind of, like, usher him out of bounds. Because I, even though Joe Burrow doesn't play for this team, you don't want to see a quarterback really get hurt. What happened to our quarterback? Why does his shoulder hurt? Because he threw an interception. Then, you know, the gamer that he is, just like the gamer that Joe Burrow is... They want to make the play. They want to, you know, get the tackle so that they can give their defense a chance to get them the ball back because they felt like they were in a rhythm. It, I was kind of like, good thing, bad thing for Joe Burrow there. You know, bad thing for the Bengals that he couldn't make the tackle, and, you know, they're down 7 nothing to start after they had a great opening drive. Good for the Bengals and good for Joe Burrow that, you know, really all he did was slide on grass, and that was he didn't have to make any sort of tackle that could have caused them any more harm. Do you guys think that that was the key play to really get things going? Or was it the fact that while Browns go up 7-0, they immediately give up the touchdown to have things tied. So the Bengals take care of that. The Browns immediately go down on offense and score a touchdown. And they don't go three and out. They're able to get their opening series into a touchdown as well to pick up their defense. Which one was a little bit more impactful in terms of really generating that momentum for this game?
2: I mean, I got to go with the ward interception. That's a huge swing. I mean, you're all the way down there, and not only do you get a stop, but you turn it into seven for you? Wow. What a play. What a play. How about you, Peter?
3: Well, I mean, that ward interception, I don't know if you could – I I don't know. That's just – that was amazing, the – Chubb's, uh, what was it, uh, the seventy-yard run, touchdown run, the sixty-yard touchdown pass. I mean, I guess they they were saying somewhere down in around Cincinnati, one of the uh, radio stations was had billboards that said, you know, their that their weather forecast is more accurate than a Baker Mayfield pass. Yeah, and uh, more accurate
1: than the uh, college football playoff committees' prediction, you know, picks and stuff. But
3: that was, you know. There's some great just some great plays and I I just can't get past to like the, the um like our corners play. You know, Troy just, Hill. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Troy Hill. Wow. I mean two if I
2: have to sacks, give anyone yeah. a game ball outside of Nick Chu I mean I want to give everyone a game ball, but Troy Hill was everywhere today, man. Everywhere. I believe he set a
1: record too for the most uh sacks by Browns corner in a mm-hmm. in a game. A, yeah. It was a team a record. record today. So um, and of course, Denzel Ward's 99-yard interception return, second longest in team history. I never got a chance to actually look and see what the longest was. I was waiting for them to say it on the broadcast, but they hmm. never did. I just know it's the second longest in team history. It, I think looking at those that sequence of of drives in that or just the first quarter in general, yes, the Denzel Ward was the Denzel Ward interception return for a touchdown was a momentum builder and setter, a tone setter for the game, for this for this team, because defense, we've been looking for the turnovers. We have been looking for that all year. They're still in the negatives this year, but we brought in ball hawking secondary. I know that there's been injuries, but we have not gotten a hat onto a football and knocked it out of, ha- out of the hands. Until today, John Johnson the third, knocking that one out of Jamar Chase's hands on that little uh, – crossing route or or trying to turn up field getting the interceptions tip balls tip drill working to perfection today that was the tone center I think the tone center to complementary football between offense and defense was that opening drive for the Browns offense because they were all warmed up yeah the Bengals get the ball first but you're kind of like you're warmed up to the point hey whoever wins the toss like we're ready for these first two series we know that they get the ball we get the ball let's see who can kind of that chess match the early chess match who can kind of take that advantage well the browns took that advantage and then they doubled up on it by their offense finally getting a chance to come out after and jim uh, romo and nance are talking all about this they're popping the stats up on the screen like it's you know trying to show some sort of discrepancy like you would think the Bengals were up 14 nothing already they've ran 20 plays they've got 110 yards browns got zero plays they got zero yards Well, guess what? We were also up 7-0 until they tied it up because our defense made the play when they needed to most. And then your offense says, look, our defense came to play. We can't have another game like last week where it's 3-3 at half and our defense is busting their ass out here on the field and we're not coming to play. Baker came to play. Chubb came to play for sure. This offensive line, this entire offense came to play. They set all ego aside all personal feelings aside and said, we still got a mission this year and we need to take strides in the right direction. And boy, did they put their foot in the ground and take those strides today?
2: Yes, they did. mention those drives you were talking about. So they went down there in the defense at the end. They got that interception that we made a key play, but then they had to get right back out there after that long drive and play. And they looked spent like, like, all right, you just get, went 90 yards, something down the field obviously needed a breather. Denzel wasn't even out there during that whole drive. They go down there, score a touchdown. If they would have went out, the Browns went out and had like a three and out and had Hmm. to put that defense. Do you know how much different this game could be? Like the the momentum would have shifted dramatically right then, but they came down there and boom, went right back down and scored a nice long drive and... Boom! Gave our defense the breather, and they played. A, they played so much better the rest of that game.
1: And that's why I kind of asked the question. Well, I know that the you know the great highlight play is the Denzel Ward. And I'm not. I would never take anything away from that. The only reason I asked the question was for what you just said. The offense could have gone three and out, and we against a tired defense that everybody is going to the oxygen oxygen tank to get some get some air because they had to go out there for multiple two long drives in a row even though they were able to score on defense. This could have gotten away from the Browns as much as they took the early control. It could have gone right back and snowballed right back, pushed them further and further up against that wall, trying to push them into the wall at that point. They didn't allow that to happen. Again, you got to find a way moving forward to use whatever – You know, whatever Baker finds when he is most doubted, whatever this team finds when they are most doubted and and, uh, Kevin Stefanski is able to rally the troops, have them ready to play when they are doubted the most, when everything seems against them. You saw it last year when your coach has COVID, you're going into Pittsburgh to play in a wild card game. This team came out ready to play. They made all the plays they needed to. This had another feeling like that. Everything going against you everything just seemed to just be piling on and piling on. Was the sky finally falling in when, when people wanted to say that earlier this season? Was that really starting to happen? It felt like it could be a 30-6 to 6 kind of game. Some sort of big gap scoreline where the Bengals just get pissed off about losing to the Jets, and they take, they take it and take the Browns to the woodshed, and just beat the crap out of them. It felt like that could be one of these weeks. The I Bra- mean, the Browns find a way to pre- prevent that and overcome that. Now, find a way to generate that philosophy, that mentality, moving forward. Because this is the team I wanted. I wanted to see all year. This is the team we want to see the rest of the season.
2: I don't want to talk about the OBJ thing all that much. Obviously, you don't either. Frankly, no. sick of it. I but have thoughts,
1: but I really don't want to. Yeah. With
2: i don't know how this locker room is but everyone's saying some people are like it's not they don't know if it's split or not split when you win a game like this after that that erases so many doubts in in those players mind like all right maybe they were on something with this obj not being here and they're playing better like the guy's a hell of a player it just wasn't working i'm not here to play the damn blame game i'm sick of the blame game i think it's just lame if you want my opinion yeah, this game helped a lot with that situation, a lot. And that's not to be underlooked, I mean.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: it A talented player, talented wide receiver, and it's not manufactured when people talk about OBJ in terms of being a good teammate and what he meant to some of these young wide receivers, DPJ, who had a hell of a game. Uh, we'll get to our players of the game here in just a second. He might be mine, honestly. But DPJ, Anthony Schwartz, that's not manufactured stuff. So we know, we know that OBJ had an impact. And he's it's great just, in this
2: community too. Like there's a lot of stuff people don't hear about that. He did. He's a good person.
1: Great, great community guy. He is a, he is a good teammate. I think some of the stuff that said against him is, is wrong. It was just best for, especially after what his dad put out in the conversation and the controversy that that brought for this team. It was just kind of the, culmination to stuff we didn't even know was going on behind the scenes, like him requesting a trade in the offseason season, then probably pulling the, the Ninjoku route of like, well, you haven't, you know, you were hurt last year. Come see what we're all about. Come see what, what you can be a part of with this team. I think he has a little me guy in him, and that's just not going to fly on this team. There was eight, eight different receivers caught a ball today. And none of the, like, that's what this offense. That's what this offense is. It's not going to be that one main guy that's going to have six, seven target or six, seven receptions out of ten targets for 115 yards every single week. That's going to be a big fantasy guy for you. This is just an offense that that operates and who's ever open, whatever the defense dictates. That's who's going to get the football, and that's what Baker Mayfield is good at. It just wasn't right for either one. It's just best for both to go uh, their separate ways, and you wish both well moving forward i don't i have nothing against obj no i know i
2: feel bad for like i was talking to, he's a fan of the show his what dirt dog his name is i feel bad for all the kids that got obj jerseys I man i feel really bad for them to be straight up honest that's the worst part to me
1: and he had such an impact and, and impact on the kids and you see some of the you know some of the even younger receivers than odell and the guys that have gone to lsu are from louisiana they're wearing free Odell shirts. Now they get you on a technicality because he's not he's still on the team. He's got to be listed as inactive because he's not officially released yet. Listen to the actual media and what the GM said, guys. Like the free Odell shirt was kind of a me guy type of thing to get a little of the cameras in your warmups, ups uh, Minnesota, to um, you know, to to get some attention on you, maybe. Not not necessarily what's going on there. Didn't like the LeBron tweeted about it. It is what it is, though. it, it is what it is. Both sides are going their different ways. And if this team is better without OBJ, so be it. We're going to root for who's here. And I'm not going to wish anything against OBJ. I'm not taking sides in all this. We just want our football team to win. That's what they did today. I and mean, I'm always going to side with the Browns.
2: Yeah. You're always going to side with the Browns. I don't mean I got to dislike the other person. Say he's no. wrong. I'm just siding with the right, Browns. Right. that how that uh, is.
1: What I mean by taking yeah, sides. Yeah, I know you, what you mean. You know what? You've, you've seen it. On Twitter, you've seen it out there. When people take sides, it's like...
2: like it was the OBJ Baker wars on Twitter. Yeah. And it was it's some like, of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen. Like People are legitimately getting mad at each other over their opinions. Like, dude, first off, if you have a different opinion, disagree to dis- agree to disagree. It's okay.
1: Understand why the other person doesn't have the exactly. same opinion, opinion as you, but respect that they don't have the same feelings as you. You don't have to hate one guy because you like the other. I don't have to hate OBJ just because I'm going to side with and love the Browns and root for the Browns. I don't have to do that. I hope Odell does well. And I know that if he signs with a team that we're going to go up against this season or it's in our division or something, some sort of team that could impact our path, that's going to be the big conversation. But guess guess what? Shut the doors, shut the noise out of Berea.
2: Guess what? We don't worry about OBJ no more, though. No. You just worry about DPJ.
1: DPJ. We're on to another one.
2: Nick APJ Chubb. approves for DPJ.
1: APJ for DPJ. That that would be a heck of a you know like a political grouping there, or I even like, like a or even law office. The law offices of APJ a- and DPJ they will fight for you, no matter what happens in life. <laughs> I, I like it. I don't know. I, I, couldn't I may him. not know anything about being a lawyer,
2: but we got a hell of a name already,
1: buddy. Yeah, apparently I don't know much much about uh, <laughs> marketing campaigns either because that was not good off the top of the head. I am not a uh, freestyle guy at all. So with that being said, though, we do need to hit our second break of the night and let you guys all find out where you guys can get some of the great Voice of the Land gear. That's right. We will have that and more on the other side of this break. We will get into our tales of tailgating, big play player of the game. We kind of talked about some big plays. Who's your big play player of the game? And we need to go around the league. That is all ahead here on the Voice of Land, your Big Play Network Browns post game show.
4: Are you struggling to hire the right talent, or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you,
3: get your gear at voiceoftheland.com/shop.
1: Welcome back to the Voice of the Land here on the Big Play Network. Kevin R on the long side, always positive Jay, and our producer extraordinaire Peter Tellup. We are talking all things Browns, Browns victory. We and make it. all things
2: are good.
1: I may break a promise to you guys a little bit later in the show, but we we still have more football to get to. I do want, before we get into our Tales of Tailgating for this week, I do want to get into our big play, players of the game. Peter, I'm going to start with you on this. Who is your player of the game for the Browns?
3: Oh, man. that That's actually a tough one for me. <laughs> I mean...
1: Finally a week. I know because there's so many
3: good plays. Um, I, I, I think I have to go with, uh, with Denzel just that. I think that interception just kind of set the tone Mm -hmm. for the rest of the game. Um, But yeah, there's, you know, Hill sacks. There's just so, there's so many positives. I mean, even with the, the mental mistakes they made with some of those penalties you know and obviously some of the trouble they had in the red zone so many positive plays so many great you know uh such great effort put in by so many people on the team but yeah war i think ward's interception was probably my big play play of the game like you said it's so
2: tough i'm mm-hmm. just giving it to the secondary yeah every single one of them had a hell of a game from Troy Hill with his three sacks and he had like a lot of breakups greg newsom the Uh, rookie hell of a game this kid is the truth obviously Denzel Ward with his huge interception and he had a tip for another interception John Johnson came in I think he forced a fumble today like the secondary just did amazing you held who right now looked like one of the best receivers in the league and he's a rookie and Jamar Chase he had 13 targets he only caught six of them that's incredible just incredible
3: yeah,
1: to hold a guy like that, to to have a performance like that against a big-time wide receiver, that gives you confidence for some of the bigger receivers, big-time receivers you're going to have to continue to go against in this league that are a little bit more refined than Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is still a rookie, so he's going to have those growing pains. Uh, my my player of the game, with the, kind of the play of the game it, to kind of be a little different, to add a little differentiation, because we, we agree a lot on the show, and... You know, there's sometimes we can have disagreements, but this is just more so for to kind of shed some light on a guy that's probably going to get more opportunities. Donovan Peoples-Jones. He, that 60-yard bomb from Baker to DPJ in stride, that's the kind of big plays down the field that this team is going to need to continue to open up, keep things open for that run game. Because when, got, when better defenses can really stack the box, no matter how good Nick Chubb is, when Kareem Hunt comes back, no matter how good he is, no matter how many good cuts Dearness Johnson can make or Demetri Felton as a rookie kind of learning this league, no matter how talented you are, defenses can always scheme against you. Our defense schemed against Jamar Chase, and they did a hell of a job today. Defenses can scheme against your run game. But if you can have those that passing game down the field that we, have, we talked about, we wanted turnovers, we've also wanted some highlight plays down the field. You got that in DPJ, but also he's so bi- he's so physical in the run game, and he's one of those guys, you got to give OBJ credit for this too because he's a guy that helped promote that to the young guys. He would do it himself. Jarvis Landry does it. They block in the run game. They're willing to sacrifice for the team. DPJ does that. You see him and Schwartz on all these long runs by Chubb. Swartz is just in the background after he made a key block on that Chubb run, or he's running to the river, as Jim Donovan said on the (laughs) Browns podcast. What I loved about that call, if you guys haven't seen it, yeah, I heard it, is uh, is Doug Deacon in the back, like once uh, Chubb gets in the end zone, just Doug Deacon just comes in with his one liners, and he's like, "Is he in the? Is he in the river? (laughs) Is he in the river? (laughs) It is so good." But, and those are, the, those are the moments... I mean, there's
2: another guy could have got a... He can get a game ball almost he, every he, week is Nick he Chubb. He should
1: get a game ball. I mean, like, let's... I think he only had... He, only, he had uh,
2: 14 for 137, a 9.8... He almost averaged 10 yards a carry. That's insane, dude. Like, who does that? Oh, wait. Nick Chubb does that. And in his... And, like, cr- the Peoples Jones, as I call him, <laughs> the touchdown catch was incredible. This The one on the sideline that got it right down to the two I thought was even better... First off, that should have been another flag ref. Thanks for not, like, caring about our health. But, yeah, he caught that between two defenders and right after was smashed by someone and held on and just got up and flexed, and then they had to call him out. It was such a hard hit. He didn't, like, look like he was hurt. They're like, dude, you just got smashed in the head. You have to come out of play. We have to see if you're already yeah. like, okay, fine. Go yeah. For here.
3: yeah. The fact that he held on to that after getting hit. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. That was a great play.
1: Well, and, and that's, that's a guy that he knows he's going to get hit. That's a play that I can see being used as part of the narrative against Baker Mayfield. Oh, well, you're putting your receiver in a bad spot. Guess what? That's the game of football. You got to drop one in the bucket sometimes in between a couple defenders and your, your receivers got to make the play when they know they're going to take a hit. It's football. That's it's, an it's not like, art right there, man. It's heart. It's it's passion. It's it's the drive to do what's what's best, what you can for team. Putting team first over, you know, yeah, I'm probably gonna get hit. I'm probably gonna get a bruise. Oh well, like I'll we're all playing hurt at this point. If we're we're ready to go, we need to be out there. And DPJ is a guy that can that can make that kind of play. Chubb, he is second all time right now in yards per carry. Uh, at 5.3, I think, uh, someone has 5.4 per carry in their career. I mean, you talk about Derrick Henry, you talk about Dalvin cook, all you talk about Christian McCaffrey, you, you know, we always say on this show, your best abilities, availability hasn't really been available to the Carolina Panthers this year. You talk about them in fantasy football, but it's the guys that do the work, the work,
2: if Nick Chubb had the opportunities that Delvin Cook and Derrick Henry have, he'd lead the league in rushing every year. But he's not selfish. Like I'm not trying to pick on OBJ here, but there's like I, a a famous scene, and he goes, "I want a touchdown." He goes, "I just want to win." Yeah, he doesn't care. Right. If the, if he gets 14 carries and he gets 14 yards, and they win great day for the Browns and that's all Nick Chubb wants
1: yeah and people are using that video as, as part of the narrative if you were like against because again picking sides you had to hate one guy like that's why that's one example to use that's just more of an example of Nick Chubb is that way all the time of course these guys want to score touchdowns you can't knock a guy for saying yeah I is, wasn't <laughs> mad
2: about it at <laughs> all like,
1: and that's back in 2019 that's like look at the uniforms that's that's the uh, the bumbling Freddy Kitchens, as our you know, <laughs> the one of the OGs of the show, Nick Paulus, used to say. I
2: still love that term. So, so, there
1: was a lot wrong that year. I'm not using that against a guy that's not going to be playing here anymore. It's just all these guys want to score touchdowns. It's just Nick Chubb's legitimately he do not care, want, he just, just want wants to win, win. Like,
2: he'll do whatever he has to do to help win,
1: whether a camera or a microphone's on him or not. Like, that's just who Nick Chubb is, and that's why he deserves a game ball. Every single time. Now, who deserves a game ball on this show is always Positive J because he is out and about before home games. He is filming with different tailgates around the city, getting and uniting Browns fans, kind of finding what really drives people to tailgate. What how long they've been fans, who their favorite players are why this city is so loyal to football. And we have another edition of Tales of Tailgating with our own Always Positive J right now here on The Voice of the Land.
2: Hey guys, APJ here with Tales of Tailgating. I'm with my buddy, Scott, and you guys- have,
0: huh? I said greetings. Oh, hey, greetings. you <laughs> we go. So you guys,
2: have, if you've been in the Muni lot, you've seen this guy's bus. It is the giant dog bus. Do you have a name for it? It's called the Dumb Dog. The Dumb Dog. Well, it's pretty sweet. You
0: don't look too dumb to me, I'm going to be real with you. How long have you been coming down here? Well, this is um, my second bus, but the, with including the first bus, I've been in the Muni lot since 2003 nice it's been a long time man yeah uh, how long did it take you to make this thing all together here? well this bus my second yeah. one we got it 2006 in march and then we did a six months with a whole bunch of friends and a whole bunch of help six months rush of getting it make, to make it look like a dog it originally had like uh still some primer on it still some different things not any details uh, but it was mostly done in a six-month time frame uh, between, in 2006 between March and October. So I'm guessing you've just been a Browns fan since birth, more or less, right? Um, I always have a joke about that. I mean, I have been because my family is, you know, and that's mm. how you grow up. And I remember hearing Leroy Kelly touchdown on the radio. But uh, I make a joke because uh, the first year I was allowed to bet. I was allowed to bet a quarter of a game with my grandpa and uh, no point spread. And I picked the Dolphins every year in 72. Well, if you remember, hi, <laughs> Nick. If you remember, uh, in 72, they went undefeated. So I won a quarter from my grandpa every week, and the Dolphins were my favorite team, right? I was 12 years old. And um, they played the Browns in the playoffs that year, and my mom comes over and gives me the freaking Vulcan. Work, <laughs> and she goes, you say one word about those Dolphins today, and you're going right into your room. And give me the grab, you know. And I always make the joke that that's the day I officially became a true Browns fan, even though it probably was from birth. Like, I mean... <laughs> they left when i was a kid pretty much and so when they were gone i was rooting for the cowboys but when they
2: came back my dad was the crane operator on the site they took down the old stadium built a new one and he's
0: like dude you're rooting for the browns die hard now from here on out i'm like it's not a problem man uh you built the stadium i'm gonna have to root for them and just i figure i'm rooting for the city of cleveland it's my city oh, whatever totally just like it. you know um even though i'm the idea of uh killing the indians name never bothered me uh having the indians name but if they're the Cleveland Guardians, as long as they got the word Cleveland in them, they're still my team. You know, like, so I have my it's, opinion it's on that, that. Yeah, it's, it's always, yeah, it's the players I remember. The team name is not so much.
2: I played on twenty different softball teams. Yeah, I remember all there. my people I played with. I have no idea what the team names were. Well, I appreciate it. I don't want to cause uh, take any more of your time. Up I you enjoyed, got a giant I enjoyed party. talking to you. Oh, it was awesome seeing you again, my friend. And go Browns, go man! Go Browns! Here we go! <laughs>
1: And we want to thank Always Positive Jay and friend, our friend now Scott. Who, uh, you know, what a what a tailgate that he has there. The bus, everybody has seen that bus in the Muni lot. Whether you drive past or you've been in the Muni lot, you have seen that bus. And for that to only take six months to put together, they had they must have they had, had a crew on that. Thing, I was going
2: to sure. say they must have had a crew putting that together because the inside there's so much memorabilia inside that bus. It's unreal. Like. You could sit there and just stare at stuff. You probably go there 30 times and find something new to look at every single time. Morning. I mean, they haven't. You saw the automatic shot dispenser, it has four different chilled uh, shots it gives out automatic. Good to go. Here, you want a Jaeger bomb? Oh, you want a cherry bomb? I'm like, oh my god, these guys are incredible! Like, they yeah. love their tailgating down there, man.
1: I mean, that's that's the second bus, and they've been going to the there's
2: one just like it that parks right across from it it's yeah. like a newer one yeah it's yeah they like it's pretty much those are the two big time buses i think in the muni lot
1: well imitation is the best form of flattery as they as they say mm-hmm. so but you know been going to the Muni lot since two, 2003 but i think he's talked about how he was uh he's been tailgating even longer than that so these are long time browns fans that that know what that atmosphere is supposed to be like and all they want is they want their team to win. And boy, did we! I mean, did you see the hat
2: that, that he was today. wearing? That thing's from the nineties.
3: Yeah, I I kind of need a, a hat like that. I, I had an Indians hat like that, the painter's cap. Yeah, that's yeah. the old oh, yeah. Sherman Williams Brown's hat, yeah. I believe. It's yeah. that's old school stuff right there.
1: Once well, we were looking, you know, not to get onto another team, but as the Indians go through this name change to so the Guardians, now need the stupid. We've been talking in breaks about how we need the logos to change.
2: Yeah, please change the logo. No one likes it. Guardians people, if you're listening. I know you are. Everyone does.
1: Yeah. Please change. Please change. I understand we're not
2: going to change the name, but that logo Uh, is so bad. So bad.
1: So bad. But, you know, we're still doing doing a baseball-themed wedding that you guys are, you know, you're part of it, Jay. And, Peter, I know you're going to be a part of the day as well. So... It's all gonna be. It's all based on Indians, like. So it's gonna be Indians' history now. Now that the Indians' name is gone, we've been trying to dig things out. Oh, it's an
2: historical wedding now.
1: Well, it's gonna. (laughs) Well, you know the Indians' name is history, so it's kind (laughs) of, kind of ipso facto, now a historical type wedding. But uh, we've been trying to like dig things out, like more memorabilia and stuff. My aunt just found like her painter's cap from '95 that was. Like Slider's birthday or something? Oh wow! Like some some random painter's cap that's like Slider's birthday. I I don't know. It's it's in my room. It doesn't fit my head at all though, because I got a I got a big head. Hats don't fit my head well. I don't <laughs> know why. But with that, we want to thank Scott and thank you, always positive Jay, for bringing us uh, our tales of tailgating each and every single week. We will have another one next week as well. But we are, do need to hit our final break of the evening. We will get into a quick whip around the league. Take a look at the Browns next game. How can they get another 1-0 week under their belt by the time we hit our show next Sunday? And I break a promise to the guys. That is all ahead here on The Voice of Land, your Browns postgame show on the Big Play Network.
4: Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply.
1: Welcome back for one final segment of The Voice of Land, your Big Play Network Browns post-game show. Kevin Arnold, always positive, Jay. Peter Tellup. Guys, it's been a great day to it's be. It's a victory day. It's a victory <laughs> Sunday night. It's going to be a victory Monday. It makes getting up early for work that much easier. Oh, it
2: makes work so much easier. Oh. I, can, I didn't watch a single moment of SportsCenter or listen to any radio all week long. I've been hooked to the show Vikings. It was my escape. Now I'm going right back to my old school ways of every morning, good hour, hour and a half of SportsCenter. Can't wait.
1: Oh, see, I'm just gonna kind of stick to the stick to the norm. Like I've kind of taken it out the last few weeks, whether they've won or not. It's just it it feels a lot. Takes a little bit of the stress off, especially in a hard week like we went through this week. Takes a little bit of that off when I'm not retweeting or quote-tweeting every single clip that's out there or watching every single show, seeing what they're going to say. Oh, will this guy say something nice about Baker? Will they say something nice about the Browns, please? We're, it's such a bad week. No, like, it's on this team to execute and go out there and play like they did this week. Are they going to win 41-16 to every week? No. Are they going to be in some close games that we kind of have to stress out about and I'm laying on the floor here <laughs> watching together flat on my stomach? Yeah, there's gonna be moments like that. That's the NFL. That's why. That's why we watch. That's why we're the fans that we are. But they need to find this kind of energy, effort, passion, heart, whatever you want to call it, desperation. They need to find that. And in, in oh,
2: they're gonna to have to stay desperate. You have to. I mean, New, New England's still New England. Bill Belichick's a, still the coach there. His quarterback's strong. finding his feet. They got some good running backs there. And you're playing in Gillette Stadium like that's not an easy place to play.
1: They're finding an identity Mm -hmm. running the football and playing really good defense. And, you know, Jamie Collins has kind of resurrected his career back in New England. Um, Again. So that kind of takes us to whipping around the league before we really kind of look ahead to next week. Uh, Patriots, they get the win 24 to 6 on the road against Sam Darnold and Panthers. That defense just Sam Darnold came back to earth. They made him look like the New York Jets, Sam Darnold. When oh, people yeah, yeah. said that the Jets ruined Sam Darnold. I think the Darnold,
2: last, like, three or four teams that made him look like New York I'm, Sam Darnold. I'm sure Good that, old dead eyes.
1: Yeah, I'm sure the Jets did ruin Sam Darnold to a certain extent, but Sam Darnold has what he showed today. He has that in him, unfortunately. And, um, you know, I, I as soon as we kind of saw what Baker could do or what Sam Darnold couldn't do, I immediately came out and said, like, I was wrong. That was the guy that I wanted back to that draft class. I was wrong about that. Sometimes Baker, May- Bafer- Baker Mayfield makes us feel like, are we still on the fence about whether we are right or wrong about you? Yes, he does. But he is our franchise quarterback. He is our quarterback moving forward. We follow six. We follow the brown and orange. That's, never, that's not going to change unless we are told otherwise in terms of which players are on this team. But the brown and orange element that will never change in this town we will make sure that no one ever tries to change that again
2: upset man broncos just beat down the cowboys i didn't think i saw that coming after uh, they lost it, von miller didn't see that coming
1: didn't see the jaguars beating the bills it not no crack, oh no. my god not a great game to watch, but how about, how about Josh Allen, man? Like, that guy can really play some defense. Which one? I was going to say, which uh, one? Defense uh, player, I'm sorry. right? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. gonna, oh, was, another one. I'm sorry. I'm Josh sorry. Allen's not Superman, also? I'm sorry. Uh, Context, everybody. I'm not sure if you guys know, but there is a linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that they suck. They still suck. Don't worry. They still <laughs> suck. But there is a linebacker that is pretty good for Jacksonville. His name is Josh Allen. Uh, first player with the same name to intercept and sack a quarterback of the same name. Yeah, Josh Allen is not is not Superman either.
2: No, he another upset, man. The Falcons beat the Saints. It, it I understand was, they got Trevor Simeon, but the Saints were still got a hell of a team, and and the Falcons are still the Falcons.
1: You know, the only part I didn't like about today, I heard a lot of people calling today upset city or upset upset Sunday. We were Maybe kinda,
2: the rest of the league, not in our game. Of course not.
1: We were put into that category as I mean, upset. I mean, yeah, we the
2: they were favored by three.
1: What I don't, it's not that I don't like that we were, you know, because yes, it clearly we it's an upset because of who's favored and how the Browns are playing. It's because of how the Browns have been playing in the week that we went through that I'm upset that we have to go through that when we what we thought we were going to get initially with this team building and what we saw on paper. We all know p- on paper doesn't win you anything. But we thought some of it would at least translate early, and we, you know, maybe be, uh, yes, what seven and uh, seven and three, yeah. I
3: guess, or uh, no, well, seven and two, or see, Jay, Jay has to watch the uh, the sports parlor, because you'd find that Vegas automatically pretty much gives the home team a three point uh, advantage there. Well, there you go. So you know, yeah. You get so a, you get a little, you get a little, you know, bump there. So really, with the, I think the line was two and a half. And so Vegas was saying, on this game, it was a toss-up. If so you're into so sports gambling,
2: yeah. watch the sports
3: parlor. Yeah, Great yeah, show. Because I'll tell you, I learned a whole bunch about this because I, I don't know anything about it.
1: Padone's going to create a monster in, in Peter when sports betting becomes legal in the oh, state probably. of Ohio. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's getting all the terms down, the vo- vernacular. Hey, but- matching
2: bets. I made a bet on this with our buddy Craig from the... Uh, how am I drawing? The, the dog's table. The dog's table. Craig Found. Yeah. yeah we bet uh, the winner got to pick a JVR t-shirt. I had the Browns with three points. I didn't Amen. need the points. GVR, Extra wins. large, bro. I,
1: I, I, They caught They caught fire uh, for, you know, who's ever kind of controlling their t- Twitter account. They caught some fire because of what they said about the media, and I didn't like what they said about the media. They, But they still make some of the best shirts that you can get anywhere. And... This isn't, you know, no free ads, but still, it's, I know that they work with uh, with McNeil and, and Dave over at, uh, and of course, Padone with the uh, Reflog show.
2: I'll just keep, I don't even, I mean, I'd love you guys as an advertiser, don't get I it mean, wrong. I would love it as but. well. As long as I keep betting with our friends from the dogs table, I really don't need them because I'm getting all these free shirts for them.
1: This <laughs> I, is due now this year. I just love going, even though the shirts are maybe a little bit more expensive than you would think to you'd want to buy for a t-shirt. I go in there and budget for because it's the same amount for every t-shirt.
3: I, like it's it just makes it easy. So well, I mean, look at that shirt you've got on. I mean that that is an awesome like, shirt. Like
1: this is this is just. I mean, and I think they even posted this today. Like it's this kind of day. Yeah. I was just like, I gotta wear that.
2: It, they're art. They're all art. They're all such good shirts. I love yeah, their company. But it really is. Let's get back to the – Yeah, let's get back on? to – Unfortunately, the Ravens pulled out a win in overtime against man, the Vikings. They, just,
1: they keep pulling them out, man. They, and they, the Vikings,
2: they, man, they just just keep losing. I couldn't just win just win that one? But unfortunately, Lamar Jackson had a hell of a game today.
1: Vikings are a team that, you know, they should be – they look like they should be a lot better than they are. They, they can't finish. And that was a – that's the thing that if you're going to win in this league or have success in this league, try to get to the playoffs, you got to finish. And if you can't learn to finish and it becomes a continuous problem, a bad habit, boy, it's going to doom your your season. Chargers, they get the win 27-24 over the Eagles. Uh, Cardinals just continue to Dude, win. Dude, you know who's
2: quarterbacking for the Cardinals today, right? Colt McCoy.
1: Did uh, Kyle Murray not play? I thought Kyle he, Murray
2: did not play. Colt McCoy Went wow. out and won a game today. My boy. I love Colt McCoy. Man. I mean, he, he wasn't that good for us, but he was tough, man. Kyle to Get up and still play after Jerome Harrison killed him. I'll love that dude to the day he dies, man. He's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is a head coach coming back to back to earth a little bit. He might just be I mean in-
2: everyone thought the 49ers were gonna be a Super Bowl contender and yeah. three and five
1: now. Um so let's see here. Another the, I guess the trash can game of the game, uh, game of the day was the Dolphins and Texans two one and seven teams. Dolphins squeaked that one out seventeen to nine. Chargers
2: beat the Eagles 27-24. That's yeah. important to us. Unfortunately, the Eagles lost.
1: Right. Um, you know, Thursday night the the Colts took care of the Jets. Tonight you have a good game Titans at the Rams. Now with Von Miller there with that Rams defense, they continue to retool. And that's Titans without
2: Derrick Henry. Yes. Rest in peace to my fantasy football team. Yeah,
1: me, me too, me too. But again, feel for Derrick Henry because he is, you know, we say that Nick Chubb is a really good back. Derrick Henry is still a really good back, even though he's talked I mean, he's about more than Nick Chubb. A phenom, be. man. The, he is tremendous. He almost what? He was leading the league in yards after contact over the next like leading rusher. I think it was Nick Chubb was second to him in the in the league at one point. Derrick Henry still had more yards after contact. Then uh, Nick Chubb had rushing from scrimmage total. Jeez. Like, that's that's the kind of guy that the Titans are losing. But it's still a really good matchup tonight. They still Saturday got A.J.
2: Brown, who stepped up big for them last week. And he's a he is like the wide receiver version of Derrick Henry, as I call him.
1: Yeah, the Rams are a team that's going for it. Um, and then tomorrow night, you have Bears at the Steelers. Boy, Justin Fields going into Heinz uh, Field. Bears. Oh, it's uh, that might not be the best of of scenes for Justin Fields, but we got to hope that uh, pull out a little of that Ohio State magic for him. Cleo
2: Mack, do me a favor while you're over there and uh, just sack Ben Ben like eight, nine times. I don't even care if you take the league league.
1: You know, speaking of Ohio State, not to get into their season at all, but. I know that there's probably still people that don't like DPJ because of the school that he went to or that he was kind of buried at by that coaching staff at the team up north.
2: I mean, thank you, Jim Harbaugh. Did you see?
1: Yeah. Because
2: we don't get him in the sixth round if if someone else has him.
1: Nope. Did you see who he scored that touchdown on? Eli Apple. (laughs) 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 So, you know, like, once they leave school, all of that, all that, you know, that rivalry and as much as I hate that team up north, that all goes away. If you can help my professional team win just like dpj did today like that goes out to the out the window as soon as you're drafted here and if i mean there's no names there's a, no if names, if you, there's a certain left? media
2: member that it took a long time for DPJ to earn his uh, respect. I know. I don't care. That stuff never bothered me. No. I don't care where you went to school. You went to school, or you went to school. Yeah,
1: you, we went to. If you, you help us now, you like, went to school where you got the best scholarship. Yeah, exactly. Eli. Like yeah. Eli Apple doesn't play here, so guess what? Yeah. I don't root for Eli Apple anymore. Glad you got burned because the Browns won and beat down the Bengals. Now the Browns, of course, we get 24 hours to enjoy this one. Next week, they head to face Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots with Mac Jones and that running game, more so a strong defense. Just quickly, guys, a key to this Browns team taking what they learned this week, building or kind of fixing their mistakes, finding a way to get another victory on the road next week. What is that key right now?
2: They just got to pick up right where you left off today, man. That's it. Continue on. Let's clean up these. They're just dumb mistakes for penalties. You're just gonna clean those up. Do exactly what you did on defense. Do what you did on offense. If you gotta be even a little better, that's fine too. I don't care. Just do what you did. And if you're gonna beat this team, you gotta stop that running attack. Because I'd love to see them get into the exact position that Joe Burrow was in, where you they when the, when they know that you have to pass.
3: Our defensive lineman is scary dangerous. Mm-hmm. You're right, Peter. Um, I agree. I mean, it's clean up the the stupid penalties, you know, the lining up offsides, the, you know, illegal shifts and stuff like that. And, but they got to focus on scoring when they're in the red zone. They can't, they can't yeah. go down and settle for three points.
1: Yeah, it, that, that's going to be a big key next week because this, that defense is going to be much more stout than the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense isn't anything to laugh at, but it's not how it, – when you have that kind of energy, momentum in your locker room, and you've put several games on film the way that the Patriots defense has and people are taking note around the league, that's going to be a true test. You have to score touchdowns against them when you are given the opportunity, especially in the red zone. Yeah, you can throw the big big throw down the field if you can catch them, but when you put a drive together, a 10, 12, 13-play drive, you get inside the red zone. You get inside the 10. You better get seven, not three. The other key Find a way to generate, to be that desperate team we saw today.
2: If I mean, you're in third place. if you You're have still to, desperate. you got to continue yeah. to be desperate. If you
1: have to do it the rest of the season, no matter where you climb in the rankings or, or fall, you need to keep this kind of mentality because if that becomes your identity or what help, helps rebuild your identity into who you're supposed to be, so be it, keep doing it, just be that kind of team That's galvanized in the locker room and all the noise you talk about shutting all the noise out. Don't just talk about it. Be about it every single week and you will be just fine. Now, I did tease this. I know we're just a little bit over time already, but.
2: Hey, we're allowed to do whatever we want.
1: Yeah, that's why I, t- I did tell you that before the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Couldn't argue with you. I'm like, eh, you're right, you're right.
1: I got to break a little bit of a promise to you guys and to the audience out there. I said I promised I wouldn't talk Cavs because we are a Browns game show, at least when they started the season. But how can you not talk Cavs? Damn, calves? they're playing good, boy. This is This is the type of... This is what you want to see out of a young team that hasn't won anything. You want to... Find ways to win. Look at this game against Toronto they had the other night on Friday night. They didn't lead until the last four seconds. For uh, 47 minutes and 56 seconds, this team was losing in that game. They found a way to finish, get over the hump. Uh, Darius Garland, two clutch free throws at the end, and then you get the stop. Because you got, you have that length on the court with Allen and Mobley, and when marketing is there and not, um, of course, he's dealing with COVID just like Kevin Love is right now. But when those guys are on the floor and when they get out and run and they move the ball, like, this is the type of team. They're going to go through their growing pains. They went through growing pains in that game and still find a, found a way to win.
2: Man, is Mobley playing good. What did He I is looking like a phenom, man. I mean, it's, it's him and Scotty Barnes right now for Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, and, and right now in, in New York against – I mean, yeah, the Knicks have been a laughingstock for seasons of the past, but that's a team that went to the playoffs last year. They were, the, I think, the four seed in the Eastern Conference. They were the home team in that series against Atlanta. They got Julius Randle. They got some young pieces there. They're in the garden right now, still on the road. I mean, this schedule that the Cavs have opened up with. Going yeah. A, a, a West Coast road trip to start out. They've been home maybe two or three games already. They come home for one game. On Wednesday, and they go right back on the road. They're up 109-101 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm um, just going to kind of look at the box score real quick here. Um, so, let's see. Leading leading point score for the Cavs on the floor right now, Evan Mobley with 26 points right now for the rookie. Uh, Darius Garland with 10. Collin Sexton, who had eight points after the first quarter, still with eight points. Um, Jared Allen with 14. He's got 16 rebounds. Edel- he has
2: been an absolute monster this year, man. I mean, he's like 15. 15- he's so efficient.
1: He's a 15-15 guy for you every single night, and like you said, efficient hey, percentage from the percentage from you the He's been this,
2: the, probably one of the best pickups no one like thought would be rookie Rubio. Oh, he's got 34 points. 34 points. I was just looking at that. 34 points. Like he. He is a leader and he is a hell of a point guard, man. 8 assists, 34 points.
1: 12 of 17 from the floor, 7 of 7 from the 3-point oh, line. Oh, you can
2: bomb him, man.
1: He's got yeah, he's got the 8 assists. That is the stabilizing force that this young backcourt needed in exactly. that Exactly.
2: I think he's teaching Sexton and Garland a lot.
1: And I think it was either the second or th- I think it was the second game of the year where the Cavs were kind of those was the games where they were leading the first half and then the turnovers were, just became a problem.
2: So this Cavs team reminds me of like the late eighties nineties team where there's not one mega superstar, right. but they're just a complete team and they're awesome defensively.
1: And I think that's probably what this organization has been missing. When LeBron leaves building an actual, like building a team, not you're trying, they were trying so hard to find that next guy. Well, when you're the guy after the guy, That is so hard. That is such a hard burden to swallow. Well, as you said, they
2: were building a team around LeBron. Now they're just building a team around the team.
1: They're building a team that can compete in the NBA. Like, Mm -hmm. What what do you need in the NBA, or what do you think can actually work in the NBA? The Cavs have kind of gone against the mold.
2: Exactly. I mean, they zigged when everyone else zagged. It's small ball city down there in the NBA, and they're just like, we're just going to throw three seven-footers in our seven linemen up, deal Mm -hmm. with it.
1: Now, I can't remember who said it. It was either Jalen Rose, Jay Williams, or uh, Jay Billis, who um, during the draft coverage talking about Evan Mobley. One of those guys, or somebody said, maybe it was local, they said Evan Mobley can have success in this league. Actually, it was Kendrick Perkins. I remember now. It was Kendrick Perkins. He said Evan Mobley can be a star in this league if he is a big man that can do guard things instead of trying to be a guard that that does that is a big man in this league. He can't be the one trying to bring the ball up the floor all the time. He can't be shacked in a fool.
2: I mean, you uh, don't want no another DeAndre Drummond.
1: No, I I don't want another DeAndre Drummond, even Shaquille O'Neal. More more so in All Star hey, games. Hey, when we're you're shacked, you a, could
2: do that. I know, but <laughs> like
1: he would do it more so in All Star games and have fun with it. But you know, big men started to take that into actual actual games where they're you know they do have the dribbling skills. They're going through the legs. They're trying to bring the ball up the floor don't do that get yourself started down low and we've seen him add strength already in one shorter offseason we have seen more strength than we saw in summer league i didn't like what i saw from mobley in summer league he was trying to do too many guard things in summer league he was out on the wing he's trying to shoot all these long range shots he's showing you that full range he can pass the ball he can you know he can get in there and rebound he can uh you know he's a big man that can get on the post but then when you need him to he can step out for that three point shot. He can kind of spread the floor for you. I mean,
2: that's just talking his offense. His defense is uh, what's blowing me like, away.
1: Like it's all, he's, hes defensive player of the year right now. It adds a whole other chapter when you have that kind of length around the rim. Guys continue to challenge him.
2: He reminds—he's like he's got the defensive presence of a Rudy Gobert, but the offensive skills of a Chris Bosch. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that all day.
1: That's that's a heck of a that's a heck of a kind of a combo set of skills to have in this league. And again, the more games that you can win, especially on the road when it's just you guys, it's us against the world. What did LeBron always say about playoff series? Yeah, he loved the home crowd and how excited they got. But he what he loved more was silencing the road crowd. He loved going on the road when it's just you guys. It's just the team. You're not, it's not this fanfare and, and all these things See, going on. That's
2: why I like the road trip right off the rip. That helps build the team big time.
1: And I think that's going to go a long way with this team. Now, are they going to go through stretches where maybe they're losing a few in a row? Yes, because they're young. They're trying to build consistent they habits. They might
2: not, man. I this know. This team looks I know. Real. It,
1: it, Like, I'm just saying, I'm... You know, kind of keeping it in perspective. That, that I, might I know what you're saying,
2: but there's just, a chance it won't. Yeah, I mean, there's this a real is, chance this team could be like a four or five seed in the playoffs. They
1: right could, now. or at the very least, what you're showing right now, you should be a team that gets into the playing round because you see what that does for young teams the next year when you are in the playing round and you have some success there. Yeah, you're playing one game, but to get in. Like, that does wonders for winning at the highest level. you got to win big-time games. And if you continue these habits, like, they're up 10 right now, three minutes now to go in the fourth quarter, on the road against New York, who's, again, came out like gangbusters. You take that kind of hot team that's been talked about all around the media and you beat them, galvanizing wins. We, we talked about it with the Browns. For a young team, that does even more for you for galvanizing wins like that on the road
2: especially confidence building
1: <clears throat> once they get enough confidence in them all mm-hmm. anything's possible anything anything is possible and like we said rubio now with 37 points he's eight of eight from three-point range you know what, i'm gonna give him by another big play <laughs> he's our big game. play
2: player of the game we're right giving him out everybody this is like oprah you get a big yeah. player of the game you get a big player of the game everybody gets a big player of the game. The- Peter. You get a big player of the game for your awesome producer I'll t- I'll job. I'll take it.
1: APJ, you get a big play player <laughs> of the game yeah. for your tales and tailgating,
2: tail and you're on the show tonight. Kevin, you get one, too. Thank well, you. Welcome coming back and being a hell of a host.
1: Thank you. My grandpa gets one, too. Just for even more, through everything. all the
2: fans for listening, you get a big play, oh, player absolutely. of the game, too.
1: Can't do it without the fans. <laughs> and on that note, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice of the Land. For it's been a fun one. It sure has. It, these feel much better. Much better uh, on a night after the Browns win, and you get to have a little bit. Oh, of Or so
2: much better. I like last week. It was like pure torture doing a show after a Steelers loss. I've never done one. Yeah. I wanted to cry the whole show. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, drain. But man, it's so much different after a win.
1: It's so much. It's so much better when the fun is genuine and mm-hmm. not trying to be manufactured to be therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after a loss. So on that note, for our big play player of the game, always positive, Jay, and our big play player of the game, Peter Tellep. To all of our big play players of the game, our fans out there, I am Kevin Arnold reminding all of you: don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And we love you all, 3,000. Go Cavs! And here we go, Brownies! brownies. Here we go! Hoo, hoo. See you next week.